In January, the National Women's Hall of Fame hosted a rally in March along Fall Street through a snowstorm, chanting and protesting in the hopes of bringing forth gender parity here in America and around the globe. Momentum was certainly on their side. Ahead of a crucial election year in 2020 for feminists, and a looming celebration lied in wake in observance for the 100th year of allowing women the right to vote here in these United States. Until the spread of the coronavirus stopped their plans, or so it seemed. Liza Kiernan, the social media coordinator for the National Women's Hall of Fame, says that the feminist flame that once burned brightly through the blinding blizzard storm in January has not been extinguished and it will take more than a pandemic and social distancing to snuff it out. January and the beginning of 2020 marked a really exciting and important time, especially for women's history. And we did have a lot of momentum going into this year, and I'm really thankful that we had a couple opportunities to do open houses at the hall and do walk-in tours and be open for the Women's March. Um, but I also think that with this pandemic going on, I see that people have not lost this momentum. It's all just kind of been translated to online. I think that because of this, the COVID-19 situation and the stay-at-home order and the quarantine, I think that when we do open the mill, it'll just be that much more exciting and that much more of a milestone in the Smicopolis dream. Hello, I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. And welcome to The Daily Debrief, our show about stories that matter. And on this edition, Kiernan talks with us about the hall and how they're still preparing for the delayed but inevitable grand opening of the new Seneca Fall Knitting Mill, which was anticipated to occur sometime this March. A hundred years ago, the suffragettes in Seneca Falls could have never imagined that the eventual centennial celebration of the 19th Amendment passing would be stomped out because of a global pandemic. For Kiernan and the rest of the Women's Hall of Fame, this celebration will not stop. Even with a statewide shutdown and social distancing measures in place, she and the Hall have been creating programming in order to keep that flame alive while everyone remains at home by reminding them about the significance of this 100-year observance. We, uh, the National Women's Hall of Fame, was looking to open in the spring at our new location. And we would now like to kind of aim for the summer if it's safe. Ideally, we'd want to open in the summer. But obviously, things might be delayed. Um, so we might have to wait a little bit on the opening of the mill. Um, and the fabrications of the exhibit design are being delayed because of the COVID situation. But we are still working to produce really great exhibits. Hopefully, by the time the summer comes around. And we talked as a team when the remote working started happening and we were discussing and collaborating ways that we could support our community and our followers online during these uncertain and scary times. So we decided to come up with children's learning activities to post on our online website. And these included crossword puzzles, drawing activities, women's history quizzes, to keep children engaged in learning about women's history and learning about the great women of U.S. history. So we thought this would be a good opportunity for parents to print out some worksheets for their kids or for teachers to send these activities to their students. 
and have the students keep engaging in history lessons and feminist history, women's history, and even to explore our inductees and learn more about them. And then another initiative that we have going is that we are starting a virtual book club. So we'll hold a book club event every two months. And all the books that are chosen are going to be about or written by some of our inductees. And then once everyone has had the opportunity to read the books, we're going to have a question and answer Zoom session with the author of the book, which is pretty amazing. And our first book that we chose was by our 2017 inductee, Victoria Jackson. And the title of the book is The Power of Rare. Uh, so it's a pretty amazing opportunity that we can read the book and then discuss with the author, what our thoughts were, if we had any questions or things like that. And that will all be done via Zoom or via video conference so that everybody has the opportunity to participate. But ideally, we're looking at the end of May, like around May 20th, to have our first Q&A session with Victoria Jackson, but nothing is set in stone in terms of a day or a time. But we would love to have everybody participate. And it's a great opportunity to meet and discuss Victoria Jackson's work. The Hall is also participating in the Giving Tuesday Now movement, a global day of giving and unity that will take place on May 5th. And this charitable fundraiser is being tied into the delayed but inevitable grand opening of the new mill. So the National Women's Hall of Fame is celebrating Giving Tuesday Now, which is a new initiative inspired by COVID-19 and small businesses and museums are hosting fundraising events. And virtually, of course. So our fundraising event is that we want uh, children and fans of the hall to submit a story and a drawing of which inductee inspires you the most. And then we're going to post these stories and these photos on social media and have people vote by donating to which story they you know, resonate with or which photo they appreciate, and then we will announce it and celebrate that person at the opening of the mill. If you have a photo or a drawing or an essay that you want to submit or even filling out one of our worksheets or doing one of our drawing activities, you can submit it to admin at womenofthehall.org, and then we'll be posting those on our social media platforms, and hopefully yours will be the winner. Fortunately for the hall, prepping to shift from Fall Street to the knitting mill prepared them to keep the community engaged and educated during the pandemic, according to Kiernan. We always, at our old location, when we had tours or people visiting, we always had student activities at the front. So draw your favorite inductee, write about your favorite inductee, a word search for children to engage with the inductee's bio at our old location. And we knew that at some point we wanted to get that virtual and have those activities online, but we hadn't gone to that process yet. And then after discussing ways to support the community and we attended a couple webinars about what other museums are doing, we decided that um, producing and creating these activities and these worksheets and these little games and quizzes was just a really amazing way to support our community from their working at home situations or their learning at home situations and also keep children and adults engaged in our um, initiative and also just keeping engaged with uh, women's history. And also March was Women's History Month. So a part of what we were doing was creating content for Women's History Month and then this seemed to go pretty naturally hand in hand with that. While the pandemic has certainly thrown a wrench into the highly anticipated grand unveiling of the knitting mill, 
on this special occasion for the centennial celebration, Kiernan sees this moment in history as yet another obstacle for the strong women of Seneca Falls to outlast and overcome until the rescheduling of the official opening of the new space and its interactive exhibits. At our new location, we are focusing on much more interactive exhibits and um, ways to get you hands-on learning about the women of the hall. So we will still have the plaques, their bios, and what their areas of study, but we're trying to make it much more interactive and family-friendly and tour-focused. So yeah, I think it'll be a really great opportunity for people to bring their families or come with tour groups to get more of an enrichment of the great women of the hall and how they have helped U.S. history. And and just celebrating life and celebrating history and getting through rough patches, which, you know, the suffragettes had to do and women always had to get over these barriers. And this is just one other barrier that we must get through to celebrate the centennial and to celebrate the women of the hall. I'm Gabriel Petrazio, Finger Lakes One News. That's all for today. The Daily Debrief is a FingerLakesOne.com digital media production. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or the FingerLakesOne.com app. Support the show by visiting Patreon.com slash FO1. And if you have an idea for an episode, send it to news at FingerLakesOne.com. We'd love to hear it. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.